just have to say as well, like Pastor Madeline did last week, y'all, I hate Takis. Those are garbage. Have you ever had Flamin' Hot Cheetos Lime? Okay, this is really embarrassing. That's so sad, okay. Try Hot Cheetos Lime and then come talk to me and tell me Takis are better than that because they're lying to yourself. Um, that has absolutely nothing with the story I'm about to tell you, but I just had to say it because they're garbage, okay? I'll pray for you that you won't like those anymore. Just kidding, I won't do that. Enjoy what you want. Um, like I said, that has nothing to do with the story that I want to tell you. Um, I just kind of want to give you a little snippet of um, high school Brittany, okay? High school Brittany was something. I don't really have words to describe her, so I'll just paint you a picture, okay? When I was in high school, I spent my entire high school career, you could even back that up to middle school, and even back that up into elementary school, that my one goal in all of my school career was to make my teachers proud of me, okay? That is all I wanted more than anything. I wanted my teachers to say, wow, class, look at Brittany, she's so smart. She gets A's on her test when all of you get C minuses. She should tutor you. Wow, look at the grades that she's getting. And I wanted my teachers to say that so badly. I wanted them to be so pleased with me and so proud of me that she wanted me to tutor the whole class because of my intelligence. Um, the only problem is I did have teachers talking about me, but it was actually because they, upon some further investigation, found out I have dyslexia. So there went my dreams of being the tutor in the class. Turns out I need the tutoring. Um, <laughs> turns out the A's on my test were actually D minuses. Dyslexia, okay? It's so fun, I promise you. And uh, as I continued in my high school career, no longer was I, I had to let go of this dream of like, my teachers are gonna love me because I am smart. So I was like, okay, cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. School, not for me. Let's try to make somebody else proud, okay? Let me try to make somebody else pleased with me. I'll try sports. I don't know why you're already laughing at that. That's really hurtful, Madeline. <laughs> okay, um, I thought, wow, <laughs> school, terrible at sports, maybe. Uh, a little problem, me and athleticism don't go in the same sentence. And um, I, uh, <laughs> I quickly found out, you know, my coaches, they're probably not gonna tell me they're all so proud of me. And uh, it's a little sad, but it's the truth. Um, but in the eighth grade, I will brag about this till the day that I meet the Lord. Um, I was the eighth grade basketball team captain. I know. I put that on my resume. That's how I got hired here, okay? <laughs> they felt real bad for me, and they're like, yeah, teach kids about your sad life. Okay, anyway. And, uh, <laughs> And um, I was eighth grade basketball captain, and I like look back on it now. It wasn't because I was good. Um, it was actually, I was the, one of the only ones that showed up for practice, and I wasn't the worst person on my team. Okay, so I'm still gonna take it that I was good at one sport and one sport only, and it lasted one year, and I'm done with that, okay? Uh, oh, thank you, Espen, I was a figure skater. 
Was kind of good at that one, not to brag. Um, but anyway, I wanted people's approval more than anything. I wanted my teachers to say they were pleased with me. And when that didn't happen, I moved on to my coaches. I wanted my coaches to say that they were pleased with me, that they were proud of me. And the truth is, is this is how I lived all my life. I wanted every single person that I met to tell me, I am proud of you. I am pleased with you. When I look at you, I am so happy. I am filled with joy when I think about Brittany. And I thought, okay, maybe if I could just do something, if I could just do good in school, they would tell me they're proud of me. If I could just do well in sports, then they'll tell me they're proud of me. And when that never happened, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. But the Bible says in Colossians 3.23, work willingly at whatever you do as though you are working for the Lord rather for people. I had this backwards. I thought, okay, if I could just make everybody else proud, then God can kind of be an afterthought. Then the way he thinks about me could just be an afterthought. Because if I could make somebody else tell me that they're proud of me, then maybe that would help everything else in my life. Maybe if I could just hear that somebody is pleased with me, then that could help my insecurities. I didn't think who I was, and I didn't think who I was in high school, who I was in middle school, and who I was in elementary school was enough. I thought I had to do, do, do in order for somebody to say, I am proud of you. I am pleased with you. I thought I had to be smart. I thought I had to be a good athlete. I thought I had to be a good figure skater. I thought I had to do. But there's a story in the Bible, Bible where Jesus shows us the complete opposite, where Jesus shows us that you do not have to do anything to win somebody's approval. You do not have to do or try or try to be the best that you can or try so many sports in order for somebody to be pleased with you. It's actually the story of Jesus getting baptized. And it kind of seems like a weird story to illustrate this, but I found, oh, it's such a cute video, okay? You're gonna have to hang with me because it is a cartoon, but y'all, it's adorable. And I can't really describe the day that Jesus got baptized, so I found this video that can hopefully kind of explain a little bit more about what that day looked like. Let's check it out. This is Jesus, hey who's the Son of God and the Savior of the world. Jesus was born in Bethlehem and grew up in Nazareth, where he grew in wisdom and favor with God and man. Oh, I see. This is John the Baptist. Hey. John loved God with his whole heart. Hey, all you. And he told everyone that the savior of the world was coming soon. Wow! Come on. John baptized people in the Jordan River. Woohoo! And one day, Jesus went to this river to be baptized by John. Hold on. But John tried to talk him out of it. Jesus said, it should be done for we must carry out all that God requires. Eh, okay. So John baptized Jesus. And as Jesus came out of the water, the heavens opened and John saw the Holy Spirit coming down as a dove and resting on Jesus. A voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son. 
who brings me great joy. John knew, without any doubt, that this was the one they had all been waiting for. This was the chosen one of God who would take away the sin of the world. Okay, so just to clarify a couple things that happened in this story, it says that the Holy Spirit came down as a dove. The Bible says it was like a dove, okay? A dove never went into Jesus' body. That's weird, okay? Almost as weird as the heavens opening up and God speaking. I understand that all of that is kind of weird as well. I can't explain that away. But another thing that I want us to pick up is that a different translation of the Bible, that last sentence that God says, a different translation in the Bible says, this is my son in who I am well pleased with. In who I am well pleased with. In other words, this is my son Jesus who I am so proud of, who I am so filled with joy when I think of who he is, God was proud of Jesus. And there's a couple things that I want us to know. The first thing is that Jesus didn't get baptized for the same reason we get baptized, right? We get baptized after we've asked Jesus to save us, to give us a home forever in heaven, to forgive us of our sins. Then we can get baptized because we want to show people that Jesus has made us new, that Jesus has changed us, right? That is why we get baptized. We want to show our friends and our family. We don't get baptized to go to heaven. We don't get baptized to ask for forgiveness of our sins. Jesus already paid that price when he died on a cross and you asked him to save you, right? We don't go to heaven through that way because Jesus is the only way we go to heaven. But if Jesus was already the son of God and the savior of the world, then why on earth would he need to get baptized, right? Because he's God, and we get baptized to show people we're following Jesus, but if Jesus got baptized, does he should tell people he's following Jesus because he is Jesus? So it's a little bit confusing because we wanna show people that we're followers of Jesus. So why did he get baptized? Because if Jesus has never once sinned, if he's never once messed up, if he's never told a lie, why on earth is he getting baptized? He had no reason to. But he says in Matthew 3.15, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires, right? That's Jesus talking. And it was part of God's plan to reveal people, to reveal to people that Jesus was full of humility, Right? He was baptized to show people he identified with us, sinners, people who mess up, people who tell lies, people who cheat, people who steal, people who feel unworthy of love and acceptance. Now, it's important to know he didn't identify as a sinner right? because he's spotless, he's sinless, he never messed up, but he's, he got baptized to show us, I get you, I understand you. Jesus getting baptized was a symbol of our baptism, how we are dead to our sins and risen to life in his resurrection, right, to new life. Jesus is baptized as a symbol of giving up his will to his father's will. And then he starts his earthly ministry. He didn't need baptism. Jesus didn't need to be baptized. 
But as a perfect man who came to die for the sins of the world, he wanted to identify himself with those who he came to save. And as part of his purpose to empathize with us, he submitted to baptism. So did Jesus need it? No, but it was also God's will for him to get baptized. The next thing I want us to know about Jesus getting baptized is at this point in his life, he actually hadn't done any miracles yet. All the miracles we hear about in the Bible had not happened yet because Jesus' ministry hadn't started yet. And yet God still opened the heavens and still said, this is my son who I'm well pleased with. This is my son who gives me great joy. This is my son who makes me happy. So Jesus at this point is about 30 years old. No miracles have happened. No walking on water, no healing the sick, no raising the dead, nothing. Anything that we would consider a miracle hadn't happened yet. All he'd done at this point in his life is follow his father's will for him, is follow God's plan for his life. And yet God still opens the heavens and says, this is my son who I am pleased with. See, Jesus didn't strive to earn God saying he is pleased with him. He didn't do any miracles. He didn't do anything extraordinary. God was simply pleased with him because it's his son, because it's just who Jesus is. And Jesus didn't get baptized because of the things that he had done. He got baptized because that was God's plan for him. So what does this mean for us? Right? What does this have to do with us. Jesus getting baptized has everything to do for you, has everything to do about you. Because one, it shows us, I don't have to do anything to earn God's approval. I don't have to do anything for God to think of me more or think of me less. I don't have to earn it. I don't have to strive for it. I don't have to work for it. But he simply is pleased with me because it's who I am because we're just his kids. We don't have to feel like we have to do so many things or be something that we're not. God is simply just proud of you. He's simply just pleased with you. And if you're anything like me, it's honestly pretty hard to comprehend that truth. It's hard to understand that, how, how is God pleased with me? How is God pleased with me? Does he know what I've done? Yeah, he does. And he's still pleased with you. Does he know what I did yesterday before I came to church? Yeah, he does. And he's still pleased with you. It's hard to understand because we're told something else in the world. We're told something else in schools. We're told you have to do in order for somebody to be pleased with you. You have to be good at school for your teachers to say, I'm proud of you. You have to do well at sports for your parents to say, yeah, I'm so proud of you. We want to go to more of your games. We're so pleased with you. We have to get good grades. We have to do well in our, our sports. We have to do well in dance. We have to do something in order for somebody to say they are proud of us. Maybe if we're really nice, people will be pleased with us. If we're really kind, if we can be a good friend. But all of those things are doing they come with a price. If I do something, then you are proud of me. But that is not why God is pleased with us. He's pleased with us not because of who we try to be, 
not because we try to make everybody laugh, not because we try to do well in school, not because we try to do well in sports. He's just pleased with you. He's just proud of you because you're his kid. When you ask Jesus to save you, you became his kid. John 1.12 says, but to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. We never have to try and perform or strive or try to earn God's approval. We just have it because it's just who we are. Now, I want you to think of it like this. Um, I don't have any kids of my own, okay? Praise the Lord, that's gonna be a crazy time, okay? I don't have any kids of my own, but I do have a lot of nieces and nephews. And I'm not supposed to pick a favorite, but y'all, I got a favorite, okay? I'm gonna just call it out. Um, Her name is Birdie, and she is three years old. Oh my gosh, you guys, I will cry. She's so cute, okay? And um, I don't know if you know this, but being three is really hard, okay? Maybe you have some younger siblings, some younger cousins. Being three can be a nightmare because what happens is Birdie, being three years old, she likes to do something we call tantrums, okay? I don't know if you've ever seen a toddler throw a tantrum, but you should run if you see it, okay? It is absolutely terrifying. She will throw herself on the ground and just yell and scream and get so mad that it is scary, okay? But again, you know, she doesn't know how to control her emotions. And Birdie likes to do this thing where I say something that I need her to do, and she likes to do the complete opposite of that thing, okay? It's so much fun. And she loves to disobey me. She loves to throw tantrums. She loves to one minute be in a good mood and the next minute just be in absolute terror. I don't understand children. But Birdie is crazy. But do you think I am any less pleased or happy with her based on how she acts? No, absolutely not, because that's conditional. Absolutely not. I am not any less pleased with her if she's acting out, if she is being mean, if she is choosing to disobey me, if she's choosing to argue with me, if she's choosing to try to fight with me, whether she's in a good mood or a bad mood. I will never not be pleased with her. But why? Because it's just who she is. And Birdie will grow up knowing She will never have to try to be somebody else. She will never have to try and strive to earn my approval. She will never have to feel like she has to act a certain way. She will never have to do any of that. Why? Because it's just who she is. Because I love her for her not for what she has to try to be, not for who she has to try to strive to earn my approval, not for any of that. It is just because that's who she is. Because I will love her no matter what. I will be proud of her no matter what. If she treats me like crap, I do not care. I will be proud of her. If she does well in school or she does not well in school, I'll be proud of her. If she chooses one day to do sports over gymnastics, I'll be proud of her. If she doesn't choose to do any sports, I will be proud of her. Why? Because it's just who she is. She doesn't have to try. She just gets to be birdie. 
That's it. It's as simple as that. And I think God is trying to get us to see this is how he feels about us too. That there's nothing you could do. If you do your hair different, if you work out, if you lose weight, if you look different, if you buy this makeup, if you buy that makeup, if you do this sport, if you do that sport, if you're good at swimming, if you're good in school, no matter what you do, he's proud of you. You can't earn that. You will never earn that because it's just who you are. He is just proud of you. See, our goal is not to make people pleased with us. Our goal is pleasing God and knowing God is pleased with me. That's it. It doesn't matter what your parent says. It doesn't matter what your friends say. It doesn't matter what your boyfriend says. It matters what God says. And God says, I'm already proud of you. Now, I'm not saying you have to give up sports or dance or stop doing well in school or stop trying. You should still do all of those things if you want to. But what I am saying is we cannot believe that those things are why God is proud of us and why God is pleased with us. You do not have to try to do a thing to earn God's approval of you. You do not get to live your whole life believing if you just do this, then God will be proud of me. If I just do better in school, God will be proud of me. If I can just bring up my grades, God will be proud of me. No. God's opinion of you is never gonna change. And his opinion of you is that he loves you and he is proud of you. Romans 8.39 says nothing at all could separate us from God's love. Nothing at all could ever separate you from God's love. Right, we have to start living in a place believing God looks at me and he is proud of me. That when God looks at me, he says, this is my son or this is my daughter who I am well pleased with. That's how we have to start living, right? Our flaws, our imperfections, our looks, whether we read the Bible or we don't read the Bible, God is proud of you, all of it. He is pleased with you. And God's opinion of us cannot carry more weight than our coach's opinion of us, right? Our parents' opinion of us cannot carry more weight than God's opinion of us. Our teacher's opinion of us cannot carry more weight than God's opinion of us. God's not conditional. You don't have to do in order to get his approval. You don't have to try to become somebody else in order for God to say, this is my son who I'm well pleased with. You don't have to do that. We can't earn his approval. Jesus already showed us that. So I just wanna invite everybody to bow your heads and close your eyes. If your friend's gonna distract you, you can move away from him. But next week is our baptism here at 4640. And I think that there are still so many of us that are contemplating it. There's a wrestling that's been going on within us saying, I thought I have to do something big in order to be baptized. Jesus didn't even do that. I thought I had to do this big grand gesture in order to get baptized. All Jesus did was follow his father's plan. 
He didn't even do any miracles yet. So I want us to ask ourselves, am I a follower of Jesus? Has Jesus saved me? If the answer is yes, then what's stopping you from being baptized? Is it a lie saying that you do have to do something big for God in order to get baptized? Because remember that story, Jesus didn't even do that. Is it a lie saying, well, man, I know I'm ready for this next step in my relationship, but also what's my friend gonna say about it? It doesn't matter. You don't need their approval, you have God's approval. And He is pleased with you. And getting baptized doesn't make God any less or any more pleased with you. You couldn't change His mind on that. What's interesting is after, after Jesus got baptized, His ministry started. And I just wonder how many of us do we feel like we're holding back from something? And the minute we step into that baptism, man, what's, God, what's the doors that God's gonna open for you? It may not seem like a big deal to you, but even our Jesus got baptized. And I think some of us in this room, and it's not all of us, but some of us have felt this tugging and this wrestling of, yeah, but if I take this next step, then this is like real. <laughs> then, I, then I have to tell people that I follow Jesus. Yeah. That's okay. That's good. We want to be able to show others what God is doing through us what God is doing in us. We want people to see that. We need our friends to know, man, there's a Jesus that loves you immensely and he is pleased with you. We need to show our family, man, there is a Jesus that loves you immensely and he is pleased with you. And what if you getting baptized actually brings them to know the Lord too? So if this is something that you wanna do, I'm gonna be out in the lobby with a little sign-up sheet. It's happening next week. Even if this is something where you don't sign up tonight, but you wanna do it next week, great. Bring your stuff next week too. But if this is something you wanna do, I'm gonna be in the lobby right after service. I'd be happy to talk with you. I'd be happy to process something through with you. But I think there's some of us who haven't signed up yet who know this is our next step. This is what we are supposed to do. So God, we thank you for each and every one of these kiddos. We thank you, Lord, for their just heart and wanting to pursue you, Lord. We thank you that we can come to you. We don't have to earn your approval. We don't have to earn anything, but instead you just say, this is my kid who I am so pleased with. And Lord, I just pray that if there's any student in this room who is just kind of wrestling with this, Lord, they would talk to one of us and they would say, I just have some more questions. Could you walk me through it a little bit more? 
And Lord, I just pray for courage and boldness for those of us who know this is my next step, but I'm scared. Do it scared, right? We want to be bold. We want to show people I follow Jesus and he has changed my life. And Lord, I just pray that you just bless them. You bless them like no other. We love you so much. And it's in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center podcast. For more information on what's happening at 4640, you can check us out on social media or our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights, and we hope to see you there.